Welcome to the Healthy Hormones for Women podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Gladish, online nutritionist, weight loss coach, and hormone fixer-upper. I'm excited to bring you a weekly dose of information and inspiration, sharing with you simple and effective strategies from health, wealth, and all things personal growth. Get ready to become the master of your hormones and experience vibrant health to live a life of more power and possibility. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. I hope your week is off to an amazing start. I thought today I would dive into my Dutch results, and I've got my 2017 Dutch results pulled up as well as my most recent Dutch results from just a couple of weeks ago. So in 2020, so I did this about early June and I'm just excited to kind of go through it, give you guys a little bit of an overview of what I've found and what my journey has been like over these past couple of years of really supporting both my thyroid and my sex hormones and adrenals and all of that. And a couple of episodes ago, I did share more about my Hashimoto's journey. And I dove into my testing with my thyroid and my antibody testing and all of that. So you can always tune into that episode if you want to just kind of get a deeper idea and some more data about what my journey has looked like with Hashimoto's. So that was episode 109. And you can always tune into there. So I kind of give you an update on my Hashimoto's journey um, and my thyroid health. And so today I thought I would focus on specifically my hormones, my sex hormones and my adrenal health and uh, just kind of dive into my Dutch results. So I'm going to take it back to 2017, which I actually can't believe that that's when, how long ago it's been since I did my Dutch test. I do typically recommend women do their Dutch test every single year. And I was definitely off on that one. So 2017 was when I had it tested and I had actually planned to do it back in 2019. But if you can recall, in case you did tune in to episode 109, I did share how my cycle was kind of on and off because of my use of the desiccated thyroid. And then I decided to go off of desiccated thyroid. And I had quite a few months in the later part of 2019 and the early part of 2020 where my cycle was just kind of all over the place. One month, it was really, really short. The next month, it was really long. And then that cycle kind of continued back and forth for a good four to five months. And so I knew that that was happening because I stopped desiccated thyroid and I was basically just giving my body time. I was giving my body time to find its normalcy again and its equilibrium. And I had to wait. I had to wait for that to happen before I do the Dutch test. So if you haven't done the Dutch test before, it's really important that you test in the right time of your cycle. So I typically do have a 28 day cycle. And obviously, if my cycle was going back from 24 days to 35, 24 to 35, it would have been really challenging to test because I wouldn't have gotten, I wouldn't have gotten the the best results that way. So now if my cycle was regularly 35 days, and that's what it always was, then I'd be able to better test. So you typically, at least in a 28 day cycle, you typically want to test somewhere around day 19 to day 21. So day one of your cycle is the day that you bleed. And then you would count down days to, you know, day 19 to 21, and you would test right around there. If you have a bit of a longer cycle, 32, 35, maybe you're testing around day 22 or day 24, somewhere around that. This is why it's so important to work with a practitioner 
who can really gauge where you're at with your cycle and find that right timing for you to take the test because the timing is really, really important. And that's, what's going to help you to get a really clear reading with your hormonal picture. So I had to wait quite a few months for my cycle to kind of normalize again. And I had three cycles where my cycle was at 28 days. And then finally I was like, perfect. It's back to normal. And I dove and I did my testing. So that's why I was quite a bit delayed doing my, my Dutch test. But anyhow, let's dive in. I'm going to pull up my 2017 results here on my computer. And what I can do, if anybody is interested, I can actually take a screenshot of these results and just post them up on the blog um, if you're interested in seeing those. So if you just head to the website and you go to holisticwellness.ca forward slash episode 114, you'll be able to see and I'll put the screenshots up there for you. Okay, so... Back in 2017, this is the year where I had my Hashimoto's diagnosis. I was feeling the worst and I had a lot of symptoms at this time. So it made sense that I, I wanted to dive into all of the things I did on my thyroid testing. And then I dove into my Dutch testing so I could really get a clear picture of everything. And I was experiencing outside of all my symptoms that were showing up with my thyroid and Hashimoto's puffiness and exhaustion and sleeplessness and some joint pain, brain fog, just lack of energy, all of that good stuff. I was also experiencing hot flashes. It was wild. I had some really crazy hot flashes that were taking place and just a lot of irritability. And my skin felt really, really dry at that time too. And so I instantly knew something is up with my estrogen. So sure enough, when I got my Dutch results back, my total estrogen was so low. It was like right at the lowest, which was basically like the postmenopausal range. Like it was pretty low. So my total estrogen in 2017 was basically in the shitter. It was 25.6. And that may not mean anything to you if you're not looking at the Dutch results, uh, which is all good. I'm just going to kind of speak through this and hopefully it makes sense. So my estrogen was super low. My progesterone, which it, it was within range. It was just on a much lower end of the range. And then my testosterone was within range. It was kind of right somewhere in the middle there. So that was pretty good. And then my cortisol for the most part was pretty good. So my waking cortisol was actually really good. So waking up with energy, that was good. Mid-morning, perfect. Cortisol was great. And then come that mid-afternoon, that's when my cortisol totally tanked. It was right there at the lower level, at the low end. And then at nighttime, kind of stayed right there at the low end too. So my metabolized cortisol was pretty low and my DHEA was pretty low too. So DHEA, it comes from the adrenal glands. It really is the mother hormone to your sex hormones. And it makes sense that it was low because, well, my adrenals were kind of tanked a little bit. So they were good sort of morning to mid-morning and then mid-afternoon to evening, my cortisol just pretty much tanked. And so that's what that kind of looked like. And then also in terms of my cortisol, I was also favoring more of my cortisone metabolites. And what that actually means is it's kind of the storage of your cortisol, which makes sense when you are experiencing adrenal fatigue your body is preserving, your body is holding on to. Um, and that's kind of what was happening here with my stored cortisol. Um, so it was just trying to reserve more. And that's what that kind of looked like. So 
that was sort of the adrenal picture. And then also going back up here to my estrogen. So if you haven't done the Dutch test before, the biggest reason why I recommend it is because you can look at your hormone metabolites, which is something you can't see through blood work. And this is why the Dutch test is a dry urine test. And so with your metabolites, you know, your, your body produces different forms of estrogen and there's some really good protective ones and some not so good protective ones. And so there's different estrogen metabolites and then there's different forms of estrogen. So across the board, my estrogen was super low. My estrone my estradiol, which is really protective, and my estriol, those were all really, really low across the board, which is why it makes sense why I was experiencing literally some of these menopausal symptoms and having those hot flashes. They weren't showing up all the time, but they were definitely showing up more in, in the evening time and in, in the middle of the night. I was really experiencing them. So my estrogen across the board was all pretty low. And then my different estrogen metabolites. Um, so there's the 16-hydroxy. And the 16-hydroxy is, for the most part, a fairly neutral estrogen. And what can happen over time is that your 16-hydroxy, if you're not metabolizing and breaking down your hormones effectively, your 16-hydroxy can actually turn into 4-hydroxy which is your not-so-good estrogen. This could potentially lead to things like ovarian and breast cancer. So something to, this is why it's so important to be doing your Dutch test so that you can be monitoring this, especially if there is a family health history of ovarian and breast cancer. You always want to look at that. So my 16-hydroxy, the neutral estrogen, was on the higher side. My 4-hydroxy, the not-so-good estrogen, was actually on the very low side, which is good. And then my 2-hydroxy estrogen was pretty much tanked. It was right on the low end, and that is the really good protective estrogen. So at that time, when I did my testing, I wanted to boost and support this 2-hydroxy. And it's funny, you know, one of the practitioners who, because I always work with a practitioner, I have multiple sort of, I say, like people on my team. You know, I've got my osteopath. I've got my massage therapist. I have multiple naturopaths and functional medical doctors. I have all of it. And it's important to build up your team. And so that I could always have somebody else taking a high-level view over these results and, and not just myself looking at it. I always like to obviously look over it and put my own protocol together and then go to my naturopath and just say, okay, hey, this is what I'm thinking. I want your overview. I want your input. And then let's work together to really see what the best plan of action is. So one of my practitioner friends who uh, was reviewing this with me back in the day, he suggested to me that I, that I take DIM and it's interesting, you know, you always kind of got to go with your gut feeling because my estrogen was so low. I didn't feel it was wise to take the dim because dim can actually, it can cause your estrogen to go lower. I mean, that's the point of dim. It's detoxing some of your estrogens and, and especially that 16 hydroxy. And because my two hydroxy was already so low, I thought that if I'm already experiencing some of these like hot flashes and, and premenopausal symptoms, especially at my age, I was like, I don't want to push that estrogen down any lower. So I didn't go on the dim. I refused to do it. And so 
that was kind of the hormonal picture of my Dutch test back in 2017. Also, I want to mention too, my liver methylation. So you can see here on the Dutch test again, I know that I'm, you can't actually see it, but you could always go to the website to look at it um, with your liver detoxification. So it actually shows you your comp, your COMT. Actually, it's an enzyme. It's a very, it's a, an important liver enzyme that helps with detoxification and, and liver methylation. And so you can see on my test that that was actually all very low. My methylation was very, very low. So how my liver is breaking down and processing these hormones really needed some assistance. Um, so which is really cool. Again, you can see all of this with your Dutch test and which is why I recommend it. And it's so important. And then just going back to my testosterone. So my testosterone was within range. And then on your Dutch test, there's, it basically breaks down your testosterone into the five beta testosterone and the five alpha. And so across the board, I was really good on all of those levels. The five alpha is actually very potent and a very bad testosterone. This is where you can, if this is really high, a lot of women will tend to see that they've got thinning hair, potentially cystic acne, and a lot of sort of those PCOS symptoms can start to show up. And you really want to start favoring that five beta which I was on my 2017. Actually, it was it was kind of neutral on both ends. They were both very low. And so just FYI, when you are looking at your Dutch test, the 5-alpha is really the most potent androgen and the 5-beta is the less potent, um, which is the one you really want to be favoring. So that was kind of uh, my picture overall. So again, that was back in 2017. So I was at that time, I was, I was going to say I was 23. Oh my God. I wish I was 33. Um, so now 37, uh, my Dutch results, I've decided, you know, got to do them again and stay on top of it every single year. So with my Dutch results test for this year, you know, I was actually, I was really nervous to get my results back because for the longest time, I just really, you know, over these past couple of years, what I've been focusing on is my, is my thyroid and my adrenal health, right? That's, that's been the most important thing for me. So all this time, you know, these, these past couple of years, I haven't really done anything specifically. I didn't take anything specifically for my estrogen or for my testosterone or for my progesterone. I focused more on lowering my antibodies, optimizing my gut health, supporting liver detoxification and, and supporting my thyroid and supporting my adrenals. That was the biggest thing for me. That's where I was putting my energy. So I was thinking that, okay, when I get my Dutch results back this year, the chances of my sex hormones, especially my estrogen, because it was so low and my progesterone to have gone up, I thought was going to be pretty slim. I was like, there's no way these are going to go up unless of course I was taking something like bioidenticals because they were just super low. So when I got my results back, I was actually pretty surprised, um, in a good way. So my estrogen, specifically my estradiol that has gone up. So now it's within range and it looks a lot better. And my progesterone levels are off the freaking chart. They are really high and you really can't have enough progesterone, which is great. So I'm all for it. 
you know, Gaten and I have been talking about like, okay, well, maybe that was the sign that like, it's time to have a baby because your progesterone is so high. Progesterone is your pregnancy hormone. So I'm not saying we're having a baby, but that was just something that we were talking about, especially after I saw these results. I was like, okay, is this the sign that the universe is trying to tell me like, hey, you're 37, you've got lots of progesterone, like go make use of that. So I was really happy to see that both of those hormones have definitely come up. And then my testosterone actually plummeted a little bit. It went pretty low. And, you know, it is pretty common mid to late 30s for that to happen. And it can be pretty common for testosterone to to kind of plummet. I was still hoping that still at 37, I'd still have a fair amount, especially with the amount of weightlifting and heavy weightlifting that I do, which can really support and optimize your testosterone. So I'm going to debate if I really want to supplement with testosterone, I would maybe consider something like Testo Plus, um, just to do some supplements, Uh, no bioidenticals, nothing like that. This is just supplements. And um, I'm going to consider that. I'm not sure. Maybe I'll do it. But um, I think what I'd rather do is focus on the estrogen piece, which I'll dive into in a second. So that's what the sex hormones look like. And then moving on to my cortisol. So kind of the same thing back, um, back in 2017, my cortisol, it looked very similar. My waking cortisol was great. My mid morning was really great. And then afternoon, it, it really does tank and it does crash. And then nighttime, it's it's low. So my free cortisol, my metabolized cortisol, that all looks really, really good. And even my DHEA has slightly come up a little bit. Um, again, your DHEA comes from your adrenals and it's a, it's kind of the mother hormone to your estrogen and your testosterone. And so my cortisol overall looks good. It's just that I am tanking in the mid afternoon. So, you know, that three o'clock energy slump where you're just like, oh my God, I'm so tired and I got to take a nap. That's kind of what's happening. Uh, And I'll dive into sort of protocols and and what I'm going to do to kind of address all of this in just a second. Um, But that's definitely tanking. So that's made me kind of reassess how I want to uh, take the timing of my adrenal supplements. Okay. And then moving on to my estrogen. So I mentioned before, there's different types of estrogen in the body, estrone, estradiol, estriol. It's great to see that my really protective estrogen estradiol has gone up, which is wonderful. Um, my estrone is still on the low side and then estriol has, has, has really gone up as well. So the estrogen picture has definitely improved. And then as we look at the hormone metabolites, like I mentioned before, there's your 16-hydroxy, which is very neutral, the 4-hydroxy, which is the sort of bad estrogen, and then your 2-hydroxy, which is really, really protective. So looking over this, my 16-hydroxy has gone even higher. So it was high last time in 2017, and now it's even higher. And here's why because I have a genetic predisposition to really favor 16-hydroxy. Now, I also said a couple minutes ago, 16-hydroxy, yes, it's a fairly neutral estrogen or metabolite, but what's important to keep in mind here is that it can potentially increase your 4-hydroxy. It can convert into your 4-hydroxy. So now it makes sense for me to take DIM. Now it makes sense for me to do that because my estrogen has improved and it has definitely come up and that 16 hydroxy is a little bit too high. So now it makes sense for me to take dim. And so, you know, research really tells us that if you have a low level of two hydroxy and a very high level of 16 hydroxy, that's not really desired. 
My 2-hydroxy is much higher than it was in 2017, but it's still on the lower end. And so what DIM can actually do is it works by increasing that 2-hydroxy and improving that 2 to 16-hydroxy estrone ratio. So now it makes sense for me to do that. Back in 2017, I felt it didn't really make sense to take DIM because that 2-hydroxy was just a little bit too low and I thought I might push it down a bit too too lower and still experience those sort of like premenopausal symptoms that I was experiencing. So I'm going to monitor my dosage. I'm probably just going to start with 100 milligrams and then work my way up to maybe 200. And then I'll probably retest this in the next six to eight months, my Dutch test, so I can see if that 16-hydroxy metabolite has improved. And and the good thing is this doesn't have an impact on my 4-hydroxy, um, but it does impact those, those two hormone metabolites, uh, uh, estrogen metabolites. So Now it makes sense for me to take DIM, so I'm going to dive into that. And then also my methylation, if you remember 2017, my COMT, my comp, my my liver enzyme, that was also really, really low. And my methylation in my liver was really low. And also that is due to my genes. There's a genetic predisposition there with how my liver detoxes and methylates. So in the first sort of phase of detoxification, my liver detox enzymes and pathways are they move very slow, but in that second phase of detox, it moves really, really fast. So you can see this through doing a genetic test, which is super fascinating. So I definitely recommend doing the AOR genetic test, the My Blueprint test. You can head on over to the AOR website. So AOR.ca if you're in Canada or AOR.us if you're in the US. Use the coupon code HEALTHYHORMONES2020 at checkout so you can save on your on your genetic test. And it just gets shipped right to your house. It's super simple to do. And it's just a swab that you do inside your cheek. And you'll be able to see some of this. Like this makes so much sense that seeing why my 16-hydroxy is so high back in 2017 and it's still that way today, it, it just makes sense because, yes, I have a genetic predisposition to really favor that pathway or favor that sort of metabolite. So, so yeah, so that is that. And also with my testosterone picture, I mentioned that my overall testosterone is pretty low, but in terms of the 5-alpha testosterone, that really androgenic, potent testosterone, I am not favoring that, which is wonderful. That's on the low side. I'm favoring more of the beta. So, so yeah, so that is that. And then also my cortisol picture, it's still kind of the same with I'm favoring more of that cortisone. And again, that's just like the storage. My body is just like really holding on and preserving um, because that's kind of your your fight and flight, right? So that's, that's um, still something for me to work on and really optimize my adrenal health. And that's always going to be a part of my protocol. So based off of what I've seen here with my Dutch results and also everything that's been going on with my thyroid as well, I am going to, like I said, number one, I'm going to introduce some DIM. So I'm going to really use that to help support that 16-hydroxy and bring that down and optimize my 2-hydroxy metabolite. And then I'm going to just tweak a little bit with my adrenal supplements. I love taking the adrenal chill from Canprev, which is ashwagandha. And that's also really great for the thyroid. And then um, I'm also going to 
increase my B vitamins. So a B complex is going to be really good. You want to make sure if you are taking a B vitamins, you want all the methylated forms of your B vitamins because that's how your body can really assimilate it. It's just such a more potent way of taking your bees because you're getting them in all the methylated forms and it's just so much more bioavailable for your body. So my bees, they're really important because they're so important for liver methylation. Um, your B6 and your B12, like you really need those to really help support your liver and even your adrenals overall. Your B vitamins are really involved in every neurological process in the body. So what I'm going to do is I used to take my adrenal supplements sort of mid morning. And now what I'm going to do is take them around that two, 3 PM time when I really have that cortisol crash. And that's when I'm going to take them. So I'll take my ashwagandha. I'll take my B vitamins. And also I really do like the stressed tincture from St. Francis. It really is fantastic. Although the dosage is kind of on the low side, which is why I don't only recommend taking that as, as your one and only adrenal support. At least in my experience, I have found that the, the dosaging has been a little bit too low, which is why if I am going to take it, I use some other adrenal support as well. There's also Ribes nigrum. I know that sounds a little funny. It's black currant, and that's also really, really great for adrenals as well. And it's very gentle, but something, again, you'd probably have to get through a practitioner or through your naturopath. So those are just some, you know, some tweaks that I'm going to make. And then I'm also going to, I just haven't decided which one yet, but I'm also going to introduce some more liver support so I could really optimize that methylation and that detoxification. So I'll just introduce some liver support that's got some good NAC, N-acetylcysteine, and some vitamin C, and some Bs, and maybe some other herbs and whatnot that will really support the liver. Um, and then on top of that, I'm still continuing to take everything that I am for my thyroid and my Hashimoto's. Um, I'm going to continue on that process, but now this just gives me a bit more of a clearer picture of where I really want to focus on hormonally, especially with you know all of my sex hormones. So so that is pretty much that. I just wanted to give you guys a bit of an overview um, so that you can kind of learn a little bit more about the Dutch test. And again, I, I want to be really clear that, you know, what I am taking doesn't necessarily mean that that's what you should be taking. And this is why I think it's so important to go take the Dutch test. We have our three-month Dutch hormone program that we do with our clients. So you come on board, you do your Dutch test. I connect you with our naturopathic doctor and she will do an interpretation call with you and then you and I will work together over the next three months to really put your protocols in place with lifestyle supplements and nutrition and meal planning and all of that so you get the best of both being able to work with myself and our naturopath and then this way we can test we don't have to guess and we can really get some clarity on your supplements and dosing and, and what to really support. So like I said, you know, back in 2017, if I were to take that DIM, or if you, for example, were to do your Dutch test and hear that, you know, your estrogen needs some support or you need, you need some detox support and going on DIM may not have been the solution for you to do that. Right. So sometimes it can be, you know, yet I don't want to necessarily say the word dangerous, but I guess that is kind of the word to say it can be dangerous to just take anything for our hormones without really knowing what's going on and having the picture. I think general like liver support and B vitamins and adrenal support can always be very helpful. Um, but when you really want to hone in and deal with any sort of underlying symptoms, 
then you really want to do some testing. So I do recommend our Dutch hormone program. Like I said, it's a three month program. It's our one-to-one coaching program. And for anybody who also wants to add on the GI map test to dive deeper into testing specifically with gut health, because gut health is so important and tied into so many pieces here as well. With the GI map test, you can get an underlying look of what's going on with any bacterial, viral, fungal, parasitic infections. It really, really is fantastic. So we kind of have all of those pieces in place. And if anybody is interested in doing that, then I suggest you just head on over to our website and head to holisticwellness.ca forward slash Dutch program. And then you'll be able to just learn more about the Dutch test and you'll be able to fill out our application there. And then we can hop on a call and just chat in more detail and see sort of the best plan of action for you moving forward. And if testing is going to make sense for you and just, I can get a better idea of where you're at with your cycle and whatnot. And um, we can kind of go from there. So holisticwellness.ca forward slash Dutch program, and you can learn more there and fill out our application. All right. So I think that's pretty much it. I wanted to just give you a little bit of a short and sweet insight into my Dutch testing, where my head is at right now in terms of hormones and protocols. Um, And that's kind of it. If you guys have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out to me on Instagram at Holistic Wellness Foodie. There's also been lots of delicious, yummy recipes I've been posting over there, like my coffee smoothie, which, oh my God, I absolutely love and I've been kind of addicted to. So I basically combine some Four Sigmatic mushroom coffee with some chocolate protein, some almond butter, a little frozen banana, some frozen cauliflower, a little bit of Himalayan sea salt, some cinnamon, and I just throw it all into the blender and I just make this delicious frothy smoothie. It's got a little bit of coffee in there. And especially on those days where you, it's like, it's so hot out this past week and I'm not craving for like a warm, like a hot coffee, but I want something that's like more refreshing and cooling. And so that's kind of been my go-to. And of course you can always use a decaf. I don't drink um, the mushroom coffee every day, or I don't just, I don't drink caffeine every day. I definitely go back and forth between that and, and a decaf. Um, So you can definitely check out that recipe over on Instagram. And um, another thing I want to mention too, you know, just kind of taking it back with my healing journey, one of the biggest pieces that I focused on was sleep. Um, And I should probably kind of dive in here in terms of the areas I really did focus on over these past couple of years, because to really see those hormone levels, my estrogen and progesterone really improve and go up like that. I thought it was pretty wild that they improved so much. And And especially without any like bioidenticals or without directly supporting them. And that is all just from the years of really honing in on my sleep, my stress, my work schedule, my relationship, my joy in my life. Like these are things that make up your health. And I was really overworking for a long time, which is why I felt so shitty in 2017. Like it all hit me that year. And I had to really reassess 
my work schedule, my work hours, my sleep routine, being really, really conscious about sleep boundaries and just letting my body sleep. Like if I needed to sleep in and I didn't wake up till nine, then I didn't wake up till nine. I understand that not everybody can do that, but if you can't wake up and you're tired and you can't sleep in, then it might mean you have to go to bed earlier and just getting really clear on what that sleep routine and that cycle is going to look like for you. So sleep was a huge priority for me. If you're not sleeping, you are not healing. And especially being in 2017, being that I was so exhausted and fatigue was one of one of my biggest symptoms and issues that was showing up for me. I really had to optimize my sleep. So I did some bouts of melatonin here and there. Magnesium is always my go-to at nighttime. I really do also love, and I've mentioned it so many times, um, from North American Herb and Spice, their Hempinol PM product. It's a hemp oil combined with some some really nourishing and... um, not, not, not necessarily sleepy herbs, um, but kind of. It's it's a sleep formula, and I take it about 40 minutes before bed. It does not taste very good. I've mentioned that before. It tastes pretty gross, but they do have it in capsule form, so you can always take it in capsule form. I just, I just prefer the liquid. I feel like your body just absorbs it that much quicker, so I do take it in liquid form, and it's got some oregano in there, and it's got some, I can't even remember now off the top of my head. I want to say passion flower, but I actually don't know if it is passion flower. I am going to pull it up here real quick so I can get a reminder of what's in it. Um, It definitely has the hemp oil and it has, let me look here, hops. That's what it is. I'm like, I know it's an amazing herb. So hops, it's been used for so long to treat anxiety and nervousness and insomnia. So you get a little bit of all these in this Hempinol PM formula and the oregano oil is very antibacterial. The hops is great for sleep. Um, There's some cinnamon in there as well, which is really great for blood sugar. It's also really calming to the body um, and it's great for adrenal health too. And then there's the hemp and there's some extra virgin olive oil in there. So it's a really, really good blend. And uh, it's just been my go-to sleep formula. So I really, really love it. And I've been using it with a lot of my clients as well and have just gotten such great feedback. So you can always head to NorthAmericanHerbAndSpice.com, enter the code HOLISTIC15 at checkout. And then you can save 15% off any of their products. And they've got so many fantastic products. So sleep is always a big priority for me. And then just really honing in on my adrenal health and on my thyroid health and being consistent. That was the biggest thing was just being super consistent over these years with my supplements, with my testing and just monitoring my lifestyle, my nutrition. All of that is what really has improved my hormonal picture. And, you know, especially from a nutrition standpoint back in 2017, The first thing that I did when my antibodies were so high and I had my thyroid testing was to do the AIP diet. So the autoimmune paleo protocol. So that was the first thing that I dove into from a nutritional perspective in terms of healing. And I went on that protocol for a good eight weeks and, you know, it definitely can be very restrictive. So you do have to be ready for it. And in 2017, I was definitely ready with all those symptoms that I was feeling. I was feeling my worst at that time. And uh, I just really wanted to heal and support my body. So I dove into the AIP diet. I supported gut health with some really great healing 
uh, gut healing strategies and protocols. I supported my liver and then I introduced some really great adrenal support. And then all those lifestyle pieces came into place with my work and my schedule and my sleep. And I've just been really consistent with all of that for the past few years. And it's, it's just great to see that hard work pay off and my hormone picture really improved because of that. So wherever you are with your health and your hormone journey, I really want you to know that the more you can dive in and just hone in on all these different areas of your health and your life, you know, it all has an impact and you are so worth doing this work and making this commitment to yourself. So I'd love to hear from you. If you guys have any questions about this episode or anything else you want me to expand on, you can always find me on Instagram at holistic wellness booty and just send me some questions over there. And you can always head to our website, holisticwellness.ca. And specifically for today's episode and show notes, head on over to holisticwellness.ca forward slash episode 114. All right. I think that's it. So thanks everyone for tuning in. I will chat with you all next week. Have a fantastic day. Have a fantastic week and looking forward to connecting next Tuesday. Take care. Bye.